Hi, and welcome to the Voice of Veritas. I'm your host, Shiloh Thomas. Thanks for tuning in today. I was catching the news the other day and was shocked to see that over the last couple of months, several of my local healthcare facilities in the Denver area experienced breaches. So it got me thinking every year or so when visiting the doctor, I'm asked to re-sign their HIPAA notice. I'll be honest, I don't read the fine print. So what recourse do I have if, for instance, my information got out there? And does it even really matter? I have to see the doctor anyways, unlike a commercial company where I can choose not to do business with them anymore. And so I reached out to Rick Bryant and Doward Wilkinson from Veritas, some of the smartest folks I know to learn more about what we're doing at Veritas to instill patient confidence in healthcare. And I'm really excited that they've agreed to join me on today's episode of The Voice of Veritas. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you, Shiloh. And thanks to all the great Veritas customers out there to join us for today's session. Hi, Shiloh. Thank you so much. Just really happy to be here today. I'm equally as happy. So let's start out with a fun fact. The first ransomware attack in the healthcare space was in, well, let me ask you, in what year do you think the first attack in healthcare occurred? Oh, boy. Um, Best I could guess is sometime in the 80s. Okay. Doward? Yeah, I would say sometime in the late 80s. In fact, I actually happened to recall this breach. And uh, in fact, it was at a medical conference that was occurring. Interesting. So you're both really, really close. It was actually in 1989, but Doward, you'll get a kick out of this. It was the Trojan horse malware, and that might be what you're recalling. In, in fact, it, it had been placed on, and, and just wait for it, 20,000 floppy disks. And my goodness, how times have changed. Not at all like that here today. Yeah, they certainly have. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> yes. So, okay, Rick, um, let's go ahead and begin here. So you've been in and around the space for quite some time. In fact, you even served as a CIO of Texas Children's Hospital. Would you share your perspective on how the landscape of technology and healthcare has changed? Uh, certainly. In fact, it's been the greatest privilege to represent healthcare here at Veritas. Having over 30 years experience in the roles of our customers has helped really guide solutions that meet the needs of the industry. And oh boy, what needs the industry have had for the past three years. I have to tell you, I've never seen such duress in our healthcare system mm-hmm. um, with the national uh, healthcare emergency. And I'm also really, really proud at how both our healthcare providers and our technologists stepped up to enable healthcare to protect the country. And because of that, I think we've really got a great partnership and some great things going there. So as, so, as a healthcare CIO, CTO, sorry to interrupt, what, what has kept you up at night? I mean, and maybe reflecting on those challenges too. Well, the biggest challenge in healthcare is the, the responsibility of being able to protect the PHI at all times and all places. And as you can imagine, in today's world, data is everywhere. So you have to be able to protect that PHI everywhere. And so the things that would keep me up was obviously making sure that my organizations weren't breached. Uh, My own children went to Texas Children's and, you know, a breach there of a patient identity could be something that haunts them for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And not to mention all the liability. Uh, Sadly, the industry as a whole has underinvested in security to the extent of around three to five percent of their IT budgets. Can I tell you what most highly regulated organizations spend on security? 
I it's would usually love to around hear. <laughs> 15 to 20%. It's, it's really a lot. And because of that, because we have an, an industry that's under duress, which his studies show they're 20% more likely to pay if they're attacked while under duress. We also have an industry with all the critical information. Think about all the formularies and treatments just for COVID alone that we developed. And then also an industry that's underinvested in security. So it created this perfect trifecta for an attack vector. In my neck of the woods, Denver here, there have been a couple of large hospital systems. So again, you're quite familiar with, with hospital systems in, in your area. And in my area, they've been attacked recently. And what's frightening, I, I just cannot fathom. I was reading a, a, a note by HHS, Health and Human Service, in the second half of 2022 alone, 28.5 million healthcare records were exposed. Now, Rick, you were just at Hims last month in Chicago. How in tune to this do you do you think that the industry is to this astronomical increase in the amount of records that are being exposed? I mean, I feel like they should be since a breach in healthcare can't go unnoticed. It has to be reported to Health and Human Service. That's right. The Office of Civil Rights and the OMB. Um, it is. Uh, it's caught the industry. Uh, it's caught the industry's attention for certain. Um, I'm seeing a huge investment in security, but more importantly, it's helping us guide our customers not just to defend against the threat of today but to be able to defend against any adversary, um, foreign or domestic, or any type of natural disaster and event. Shifting gears a little bit, let's talk about PACs, and, and maybe you can also describe PACs for the audience. But what I'm really interested in is what PACs is and what the goals we're trying to solve for within healthcare agencies. Oh, well, certainly. Um, in fact, I'm very glad you brought that up. Um, most people do not realize that roughly 60% of all the data in the modern hospital system is PACS, which stands for Picture Archiving and Communication System. It's a specific protocol for this industry. And you can just imagine, right, as the technology has increased, so has the fidelity and the size of all those image studies. So because of the growth and because of the exposure, um, we went out to set what we believe is one of the first ever ransomware protection solutions and resiliency solutions for that PACS. And it just really shows the dedication that we have for understanding the healthcare, the needs within healthcare, and being able to come up with specific solutions that meet their needs. What's interesting is, um, it's really great to hear because what's interesting or maybe I'm a little upset. <laughs> I reached out uh, uh, just a, a few months ago to a couple of old hospitals, and they happened to be in another state. I, I needed some medical records, of which some were certainly some of the medical images, and none of them claim to have had anything any longer. So I'm curious, what is the required retention period? Because I'm sure that there has to be some number of years um, or guidelines that that we need to follow. And, and that also probably bleeds into the, the challenge, right? All these records that we're storing for how long and, and who has access to them. And then a patient like me reaching out, I want that information, certainly. Well, it's interesting that you say that because you just hit on what I believe is the Achilles heel within healthcare, which is retention. And it's always been a problem. In fact, I'm a data hoarder myself. I literally have the first PowerPoint <laughs> I ever created. I don't know why, but I do. I might find it. But in healthcare, it's even more profound because 
think about it, that data, if they don't know what's in it, could be the cure for cancer. Mm -hmm. So because of that, they have a tendency to keep data indefinitely, which is very uh, very cost prohibitive. If you look at the intent of the Affordable Care Act, it was to drive the cost out of healthcare. But how do we do that when their data is increasing exponentially and their costs continue to increase? So specific for PACs, the guidance from the industry, AHIMA, is seven years for most medical records. Now, we have engaged enough with our customers to actually have more granularity around that. Um, we found out, for example, that breast tomography is very much an ad hoc or walk-in service, which was unusual for me. So they tend to keep those on-prem for three years and then archive everything else. But I think the key takeaway here for PACs specifically is that 95% of the images are never retrieved, and yet most of them are kept indefinitely. Only about 5% of those are brought that brought back. So we were forced to be able to understand this, how those how that data flowed, the relative value of that data, and then be able to protect it throughout its entire useful life. I imagine that we or healthcare agencies accumulate um, massive amounts of that data, and and just being able to store it in a retention period is is pretty pretty challenging. Absolutely. Um it's always a com- it's always a the pressures between the relative value of that data, the compliance around that data and then the cost of saving that data. So on the note of retention, regulatory how long, you know, guidance in in regards to how long we keep the the data, we do have a white paper, and I'd like to point our listeners to that white paper in our show notes, Healthcare Regulatory Made Easy, provides more guidance, uh, information, cloud-based compliance information for protecting privacy. Now, Rick, how about we bring Doward into the conversation? Because I'm, I'm sure, Doward, you're you're getting a little uneasy. You want to speak? Doward, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think we've had you on our podcast yet, but I know you're no newbie to this. In fact, you were just on with a uh, podcast personality, Sally Eves, talking about recovery at scale not too long ago, huh? Yeah, it was a great experience. And uh, it was seemed to be a very popular way of reaching out to our customers and various individuals who are interested in security. Well, we're definitely excited to have you here. And for those who are interested in listening to Doward's podcast with Sally Eves, that can be found within our show notes from Escalating Cyber Risks to Recovery at Scale, Um, where Doward Wilkinson is is talking about uh, security as a whole. Now, Doward, in your role as an outbound product manager, you're hearing challenges like how protecting patient data, um, such as Rick, you know, what kept him up at night as a CIO. And rightfully so, I just saw a a stat that medical records can sell for $1,000 on the dark web. Um, I saw another one where there was there was even a, a price on the value of patient record data. And it got me thinking, like, why is that? Um, because you you can find out quite a bit about someone, sensitive information beyond just simply a credit card or a social security number, which we often think about in terms of a breach. Oh, they got my credit card. They got my bank account information. But patient data is even more sensitive, if you will. And so, Doward, I'd like to talk about how Veritas helps folks like Rick protect against cyber attacks while cutting costs. What are your thoughts there? Obviously, cyber attacks, ransomware is is a huge issue for our customers. It doesn't really matter what industry they're in, but in the healthcare industry, it's particularly an issue. And we've seen more and more uh, hacks going into uh, a healthcare uh, environment. 
So ransomware and security are really a problem. And of course, as Rick indicated earlier, the amount of time you have to keep this data, especially things like PAX images, mm-hmm. And the the relative value of that data is really changing a lot. As as Rick indicated in the past, for the most part, what was occurring was that people would take these images and then store them. And we help customers manage that massive amount of data with uh, various technologies that we have in, in our portfolio. But now a lot of that data is being reused and reaccessed for the purposes of medical research. So trending and how that's occurring. And now when you add ML and artificial intelligence into the environment, not only is that data really important in terms of figuring out trends in in healthcare and what we're seeing as a society, but also it is critical that be accurate because we're making policy and decisions based on that information. So what we're seeing in some cases, and, and Rick alluded to this, is is in from a from a security perspective some of the challenges associated with with what we call you know the dicom protocol associated with healthcare and the hacks that can actually happen in that environment so we're finding that it's it's not only the value of the data to the individual but it's also to the the value of all that data across uh, the global healthcare ecosystem And so Veritas is putting together solutions to help uh, customers uh, who are involved in trying to mine that data, make sure that data is always available and not only available, it's secure because if someone can get in and hack an image or change Mm -hmm. uh, 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 something associated with an image or with the customer's data, there's all kinds of ramifications associated with that. Now, I'm intimately familiar with cloud-based applications. I've had the opportunity to work on a, a couple of them like Epic and Cerner and, and deals in, uh, of the past. How does Veritas help bridge the gap and plan for the future? And thinking future equals cloud, if you will. So there are some some challenges and security is is one of the major challenges associated with that. So as people are taking these images and transforming them, there is a process of transforming them. There's a standard, which is an extension of the uh, DICOM standard called WADO, which is uh, the ability to uh, convert these images. Then you get into this whole concept of of storing them in the cloud in sort of a a data lake of sorts and making sure that information is secure and is immutable and it can't be altered. And a lot of our partners are working in this particular area, such as Apple and Microsoft, Cerner, Epic, what have you. And what we're working with them on is trying to make sure that our technology in the cloud, as we're storing this data, meets a good strong foundation as far as security and security protocols. So, you know, just just keep in mind that a security protocol uh, doesn't define any functionality. It's really more about 
our developers, our API developers, making sure those APIs are highly secure so that customers can feel assured that their data is protected as we migrate into the cloud with these conversions of images. And again, making it available for the purposes of researchers, but also protecting against illegal or unwarranted exfiltration of the data. Shiloh, would you mind if I um, if I get a response in there as well? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Rick. Well, so when you start working and moving clinical applications to the cloud, we find that a lot of our technologies, quite frankly, they were built, they were purpose built, and we selected a lot of best of breed. That means that interoperability and especially being able to migrate clinical applications to the cloud can be particularly challenging. Now, one of the things I'm particularly proud of is we were part of the first ever full Epic implementation into AWS, and we're working with several Azure customers to achieve the same thing. Some of the big challenges that I've seen is that you have to really have a good understanding of where your data is, and you also have to understand all the affinitive systems that have to move with it. So for Epic, for example, we found out there were 40 other critical clinical applications that had to move and be adjacent to Epic, even to make Epic successful into the oh, cloud. Boy. So there's a lot of learning that can happen there. Mm -hmm. I agree. It is not a trivial task, as as Rick indicated. You guys got me thinking, you know, in terms of these third-party vendors, um, back in the day, it used to be around telecom, where uh, different companies were calling, doing robocalls, and if they weren't following the best practices of robocalling, they could be held accountable, for instance, if there were too many calls dropped. In, in this dynamic, Healthcare agencies need to be mindful as well of their third-party vendors. It's not just enough for them to say, yes, we have followed the, the, the security protocols, but they have to also ensure that their third-party vendors like Epic, Cerner, and I saw one just yesterday pop up about a, a recent breach as well, providing software services. So there is that domino effect to ensure that we're all adhering to the same protocols and, and the healthcare agencies ensuring that their vendors are doing the same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we do encourage our, our customers to go out and we built a lot of our technology around uh, NIST frameworks uh, for security. And NIST sort of is the clearinghouse for a lot of the security that is occurring. But there are other standards, especially like third-party billing. Many hospitals use a third-party entity for their billing. Making sure that third party is meeting things like uh, PCI DSS requirements and things of that nature. So it's really important for third parties that many, many healthcare concerns are tied into that do certain aspects of them meet the same security hygiene that many hospitals are being held to account today. So it's just not enough for them to meet the requirements. They have to make sure all of their third-party organizations that they contracted with meet those requirements. Rick, I'm sure that also resonates with you from a CIO standpoint, too. Absolutely. Um, healthcare, and I'm not a fan of legislation, but this is one area where I can really claim that healthcare got it right. Everybody, even the, the covered entities, the hospitals themselves, and every third party, which we refer to as business associates, have to comply with HIPAA. In fact, Veritas being a third party and a solution provider, we have, have business associate agreements as well. So because we're all in it together, we all work to secure the environment together. 
So going back to PACS, Doward, what's it take to implement something like this? We've talked a little bit of some of the underlying technology, but um, for, for our customers who are listening here today, how can they get started? What what are some of the easy steps to start implementing today? Yeah, so I think that making sure that the environment is is highly secure, immutability. So PAX is a imaging system and it's an independent. There are many PAX vendors out there today. And that we're finding that, as was indicated, many, many of our customers are, are having issues with ransomware and malware. But PAX, from my research into the industry, PAX has not actually, as and maybe Rick can correct me on this, I haven't seen a true hack of a PAX image. There are academic papers and researchers out there that are actually able to, through some manipulation of the data, hack a PAX image. I think that for us, the bigger issue is storing this massive amount of data. So hospitals are using older technology to store data, whether that's on CDs or what have you, or on NAS devices. But at some point, you want to migrate that data into the cloud. And Veritas has solutions such as DNAS, which will allow you to take that data migrate it over to an alternate storage environment, whether that be in the cloud or a very, very economical solution on-prem, and the ability to actually start to move that data and store it in an economic way. So, Rick, I imagine a solution like this really hits the mark. What recommendations do you have for our listeners to prioritize such an initiative? Because it's easy to talk about it, but actually executing upon it when we know that it's highly important. Well, we've taken the approach of crawl, walk, run. And it's to start engaging with our customers at the time to focus on what their immediate needs are. And the immediate needs we're hearing in the industry is, first, it needs to be protected. We need to have some sort of immutability that can't be hacked. The next thing is to be able to make it cost-effective. And as Doward mentioned earlier, being able to integrate our appliances for very cost-effective on-prem storage, but also as a gateway to deep archive into the cloud provider of your choice is an excellent way to start driving the costs of this retention and this critical data back. And all this is transparent to the customer and that if that image has to be retrieved, it'll be prefetched the night before, put back on-premise and high-performing at the time of the event. So it really helps maximize both performance and cost effectiveness with an overlay of true immutability that can't be hacked. And I would like to take a second to respond uh, to the earlier point Doward made. Um, I, we have finally seen a PAX hack in the wild. Uh -huh. um, in fact, the bad guys were pretty irritated because the hospital system didn't pay. Oof. So they did two things. The, the PAX image itself has a tremendous amount of information in what we call the DICOM header. It has your name, your medical record number, your social security number, all kinds of critical data. So the bad guys strip that metadata off of the DICOM image to sell. And then to publicly embarrass the hospital system, they posted all the medical images on the web. Can you imagine how embarrassing it would be for someone to see my broken arm CT or you know, my wife's breast tomography. Mm. Uh, so it's an attack against not only the systems, but the privacy and integrity of the patient itself. That is the exfiltration of the data. 
So what we're seeing in the industry now is, is less and less of encrypting the data, but really, as, as Rick indicated, the exfiltration of the data and embarrassing the entity where it originated is really one of the biggest problems we're seeing today. That is where you know they may not hack because the data has been encrypted in some way, some shape or form, because we provide them as Veritas, very secure backups that are very well protected from intrusion. However, the exfiltration of the data from these types of imaging systems is really, really critical and really a concern for many individuals, as, as Rick indicated. Uh, and the fact that sometimes this data can be manipulated to actually show something that isn't actually there, but it looks legitimate. So yeah, so can you imagine? Honestly, Doward, honestly, Doward, that's my biggest concern. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned, uh, my own children uh, went to Texas Children's Hospital, and I thought about two impacts, right? First, their identity being stolen and haunting them for the remainder of their life. The second is... Let's say the bad guys don't just want to go after money, which we know is their primary motivation. But if they altered that data and you went into a hospital and they had the wrong blood type or mm -hmm. they didn't know that you're allergic to certain medications, that can cause a sentinel event. That could cause a real loss of life. So you hit on my biggest concern as a healthcare professional. Yeah. And then I'm also thinking the introduction of AI. So again, manipulating the data, it's a very scary time. Rick, I, I'd also like to point our listeners, if you don't mind, to a paper that we have. It's three essential steps to future healthcare success. And uh, the link is in the show notes. So here you can talk about how to deliver care and truly revolutionize resiliency in the patient care setting. So Doward, one last question for you. I always forget to bring a notepad to take notes when I'm visiting the doctor, right? So I always look forward to the summary. They send post-visit notes. And just looking at that summary reminds me of all the data being collected. How does our solution help customers manage the vast amount of data that must be stored? So Veritas has a number of solutions. And typically, uh, I talk about our backup solutions, our data resiliency solutions. Mm -hmm. Certainly, uh, we have many solutions around categorization of data and what have you. But the underlying theme of all of those solutions is that the data that is entrusted to the Veritas systems out there, whether that's net backup or e-discovery, what have you, is all highly secure. It's through a Veritas security envelope, I like to call it sometimes, RBAC-enabled, multi-factor authentication, highly encrypted, as well as immutable in nature. So we try to make sure that all data entrusted to us is secure, accessible, and available to customers or to, to the, the end users that require that data in an efficient format. Well, this conversation has been really eye-opening for me because as a consumer, again, I, I feel like I'm more concerned about my financial data or when I talk to my parents, they're like, oh no, it, my bank account information, shred that piece of paper. Well, that certainly is a, a, a process or a step that you could take to help as a consumer prevent from that type of exposure. The fact that our healthcare data could be out there and the perception that HIPAA has us covered, it's it's simply not true. And so thank you for 
joining me in this conversation because I, I, I think there's a lot of really great, important information here and understanding that there's a lot that we still have left yet to do to help protect the sensitive data that our healthcare and hospital systems are are capturing. Yeah, thank you, Shiloh, for having us on. I, I think this is just so absolutely critical that that our customers are aware that we're building solutions, and Rick is heading that team that is driving solutions to address specifically healthcare needs in the area of cyber resilience. And so really this is this is critical for our customers going forward. And uh, I'm just happy to be able to raise the awareness for our customers uh, across this, this really critical type of infrastructure that we're dealing with. Rick, any final parting thoughts? Well, yes, Shiloh, for once again, thank you for having me on and having a healthcare focus. As Doward mentioned, if there's a key takeaway to this is that Veritas does have a dedicated team to healthcare. We focus on the needs and the drivers of the industry and actual solutions that achieve those and achieve cost savings and true information governance over time. Mm -hmm. I know today we focus on the PAC solution, but one of the biggest changes in our industry has been telehealth. We have technologies around being able to make telehealth more efficient, higher quality, and uh, better outcomes. So there's so much more that we can do, and we just want to continue to partner with uh, the healthcare industry and use our teams like Doward to create solutions that will help drive us into the next generation. And that's a really great point, Rick. I'll have to bring you on and, and our two next to talk about telehealth <laughs> solutions because that that is pretty significant, especially in a COVID, post-COVID world. So Rick Dower, thank you so much for joining me here today on the Voice of Veritas. And for those who are listening in today, we are so glad that you've joined us. And join us next time. We'll talk about whether SAP has you down and we'll lift your spirits as we chat high availability. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Shiloh. Thank you.